This is The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Welcome to Hour 3 of The Truth with Sherwin Hughes. I got some information here about black-owned businesses in America, like a snapshot of how many there are, how, many, you know, how they're doing financially, et cetera, et cetera. But I want to further develop this idea of Juneteenth Day being elevated. So the parade would be moved from its traditional route, which is where we, we start on Atkinson. And we take Atkinson to, was that, where, where do we turn? Is that Burleigh or Locust? I should know this. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But it's a it's a parade that's through essentially north side, the north side neighborhood. But I got to stop promoting like our our events and our history and our culture as just black stuff. No, Juneteenth Day is, is everybody. And especially as they're trying to take, you know, the curriculum away. They don't want to have books by black authors in schools. They don't want anything related to diversity. The very least we can do is we can showcase our parade and our pseudo amnesty because it's a federal holiday now. Thank you, Joe Biden. Trump didn't do that, did he? Uh, we gonna vote for Donald Trump. Trump didn't. He's the blacks have nothing to lose. The blacks. That's what he calls us in public. You should hear what he calls us in private. Juneteenth Day's parade needs to move from the block to the festival to downtown and then end at the. Festival ground. You know what? Who else has a festival? It's big, too. The gays. It's called Pride. It's more than just, I think it started as the gays. Now, Pride is really everybody. It's not just the gays. Everybody can go to Pride. We need something similar to the gays. Because we're always, oh, the gays are getting all of this you know, political progress. They got a festival. They got a parade. Well, we can have one too. We should have one as well. If we're worried about the cost, I will make the telephone calls to help get the cost of moving the Juneteenth Day Festival to the Summerfest grounds because then we could extend it longer. And I want it to be more, more accessible for other people. The other thing about Juneteenth Day, parking. Now we're fortunate because so we're in the parade. When we get there, it's early and there's still parking. But people from like Racine, Kenosha, Washington County, Waukesha County, Ozaukee County, Dodge County, they're not coming to the parade because there's literally nowhere to park. There's no designated parking. There's no parking lots. you got to park in front of somebody's house down a side street, and that's inconvenient as well. And I'd like to think that Juneteenth Day is becoming much more prominent, much more well-known. And what if we could expand the attendance? We get very good attendance at our Juneteenth Day festivals. We really do. But I think we need to put it someplace iconic. And so all this came about because I was looking at a list of things that make Milwaukee famous, things that we are known for. When you say the word Milwaukee to someone, there's a whole list of things that come to mind. And of the things on these multiple lists that I saw, nothing relating to our cultural diversity. It's a very diverse city. In fact, there is a mention of the festivals as a part of the things that make Milwaukee iconic. But we don't have an African world festival. But we do have 
probably one of the longest running and if probably one of the most well attended Juneteenth Day festivals in the entire country. Why not elevate it? Make it something for everybody. Our parade should be no different than when they have the St. Patrick's Day parade. What are some other big parades they have in the city? Do we have a Christmas parade here or Thanksgiving parade? We have other parades through downtown. Veterans, somebody's got the the gays have a parade. Do the other ethnic festivals have parades too? I'm sure they do. We shouldn't be any different. Let's talk to. Hello, Lisa. How are you? Good morning, Cheryl. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. You remember, I mean, Juneteenth, I mean, it, what happened? The celebrities used to come, the entertainers used to come. You remember that back in the day? Might be a little bit they before my time, but I think if we brought it to the Summerfest grounds, we certainly could get the celebrities and the entertainers. Okay, look at, remember Sherman, you remember Sherman Park when they used to have a little, you know, uh, things there, festivals there, the little, uh, they had entertainers there come every year to do the thing. Part, you know, I lived across the street from Sherman Park for years, and, you know, unfortunately we had to shut it down because, you know, people were breaking into our homes, breaking into our garages, and things of that sort. So, yeah, we tried to move it to uh, um, Washington Park, which was a lot bigger, but no, they didn't want that. So we said, you know, we can't afford for you guys, you know, people to come to continue to. That's really the parking, you know, because it was getting bigger and bigger. Parking, you know, people broke in my garage, having sex in the garage, doing drugs. They were doing things back there, you know, that we couldn't see. So we had to shut that down. It was just too much. But down, I don't know what we got. Why no one, I, you know, I said I was going to write a proposal. I was going to go and talk, you know, write a proposal with uh, Parwalami and see what they can That's do. That's who could sponsor the whole thing. Yeah. Pottawa, I forget yes. about them. They over there, yes. look, they expanded the casino, and guess what they did? Expanded it again. They built a hotel. Guess what they did? Expanded the hotel again. Now they're going to expand it a third time. They got all sorts of money because we, we give them a lot they, of our money. They, look, they don't open the doors to blacks. They have opened the doors to black. Come, come there. Like I keep telling you, they don't beat the drums. Come on, they come. They're out to help. Why don't we? You know, I, like I said, I'm, I was going to write a proposal, have like a um, a black fest and an indigenous fest together at summer fest. Because I don't, I don't. Milwaukee's nah, they ain't, ain't going to want to do that. Lisa, they ain't going to want to combine with us. Nah, they ain't going to want to do that. Yes, they. Yes, they do. Yes, they will. Yes, it was be like I said, write a good proposal, get the entertainers there. Because we don't, we got to bring, you know, the entertainment here. There's no entertainment here. You know, the only thing, and when I was at airports and I talked to when people. You, wait, 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 Lisa. When you say there's no entertainment here, whatever do you mean? There's, there's no entertainment. I mean, there's like, if I say, okay, what's, give me a band. Give me a popular band that's here in Milwaukee that I can go listen to. Or give me a, a, a nice uh, place uh, that I can go and listen to and hear that's popular. You know, I could go to, you know, like in Minnesota, Bunkers. Everybody know Bunkers and other Are ones. Are you talking you know, about bunkers. a place where you can go and listen to local entertainment? Because there's places Live. that play local. Yes. Where local uh, there's... Live. More than I can yeah, count. Okay, there's local entertainers that play all the time. But if you're if you're asking, like, when you say, where's the entertainment... Like national acts, yeah. because some of the biggest names in music, comedy, anything else, no, they come to Milwaukee too. Local, I'm talking about local acts, local acts, local acts. The rave, local. the Eagles ballroom, um, 
Shank Hall, Pfizer Forum. Are they open? Um, Are they open? Can I go listen to a live band Thursday, yes. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday? And what's the name of the these Paps bands? The Paps Theater? The Riverside what's Theater? What's the name of these? The, the River. Caroline's? The Jazz Club? Oh, Lisa, no. there's plenty of places. There's at least a dozen. There's more than that. At minimum, there's a dozen venues in the city of Milwaukee where there's live local entertainment, probably seven days a week. But here's I can't tell you which you got to follow, like whatever bands or music you like locally, you got to follow them and then they will promote where they're playing or go to the websites of the dozen or more music venues that we have all throughout the city and then see who their lineup is. Sharon, when I I did lift for a little bit, I would I did it every now and then. And when people come from out of town, they're like, "Hey, where is there a place to go? Where's you know?" I'm like, "I can't help you, partner. This is Milwaukee. You know, no they studios. Even That's another one. No, they, I mean, Lisa, I think they, you're just they, not familiar with the places where live entertainers perform in this city. There's a place called Gibraltar. It is literally owned by a musician, and he plays there seven days a week. He's a guitarist. Name one local band that's popular here. Name one. Oh, I don't. There's. I don't know because they that's may not. They may not be popular with me though, Lisa. That's the thing. I'm not really into local music. I listen well, okay. to big name R&B, national. R and B. Christopher's okay, Project. Uh, the Eddie Butts Band. They play all the time, everywhere. They're iconic. They've been playing for thirty plus years each, and that's just two that off the top of my head because they perform Cigarette Break. Uh, Black Elephant. Like I said, when I get my leg, <laughs> which is coming soon, I will be out and be and be about. I want to see what Milwaukee is all about because it's like there's no life here. So you know, Lisa, you know, because you're going to offend a lot of people, including myself. You because you have been shuttered, and for understandable reasons, you can't say that no local bands perform here. Plenty of them do. You just are unfamiliar with it. You're unfamiliar with the yeah, nightlife, and I understand that, but you can't say that people don't actually perform here when they really do. No, I'm not saying they don't perform. I'm like, give me a well-known local band. I just gave you Black Elephant, Christopher's Project, the Eddie Butts Band. That's just and those are black ones. There's white ones that are up the wazoo. There's tons. Now my phone lines is lighting up because you over here offending people. Uh, Evan Christian, who performs all over the city, he has a place called Gibraltar. It's a lounge slash music venue and there's live local music there every single night the other thing is local entertainers they don't really advertise and promote except to their following that's the point that's the point we need to get out there and advertise and promote who's going to do that if the band isn't doing it well there's this thing called social media if you have facebook you can look at live events there's an events tab on facebook it will tell you every performance that is happening on the calendar for months in advance so if you look, you'll find that stuff. It's there. I promise you. You know, we need billboards around the city of Milwaukee in a black community. Nobody, is, nobody looks you know, at billboards anymore. We do it all digitally. People have advertising man, I look on at their Instagram. I read, I, Lisa, you don't leave look, the house, honey. You don't go anywhere. You don't go nowhere. No, well, look, I was in transportation. And one thing I did, and it's not two seconds, it's seven seconds behind a person it's and we do have two. billboards up and down i-43 both yes. east and west we got digital and we got yes. static billboards all over the place right. but who is Freedom. what local band that doesn't make a lot of money because they perform for the love of the music is going to spend money on a digital billboard and spend five grand a month no they're not they're feeding their family with that money lisa there are much more efficient ways to find out about music 
and entertainment that is happening in the city, and it's called the Internet. But Lisa, I got to go because I got another call. Love you. You're a bald head still. You're trying to be all bald head and cute on the thing. You wrong. I, I can't help it, Lisa. I can't help it. Goodbye, Lisa. She said I'm bald headed and cute. Like a little black bed bug. Remind me of a black bald head bed bug. You hear me? Slittering around trying to get some blood only at night. Because you don't hear him at day. Eastside Corey, you're on 1017 <laughs> The Truth. <laughs> What is so funny? Wow. Oh, two bald-headed statements in a row. That just put me over the edge. Happy Monday to Sherwin. How Happy you doing, Monday. man? I'm doing well. <laughs> Sherwin, my goodness, you have forgotten the, the, the most obvious event is Summerfest. That's a big Midwest event that we take for granted, certainly, because we live here. Also, I don't count Pride, Summerfest um, as an ethnic festival, though. It's the opposite, if you ask me. Well. And they changed the format. And I know I shouldn't say this because I think that we have a partnership with Summerfest, but the three separate weekends steals the soul from that festival. You know, I don't, since the COVID and them breaking it into three weeks, it loses its momentum. I really think so. I agree. Plus, I think that, you know, with all the fabulous uh, rap artists locally and close to Chicago, we could attract a lot of more um, bigger names here now that we have the venues, most certainly. We get big names. um, You name a big name actor, musician, they come to the Fiserv. Sometimes they perform at the American Family of the Brewers Stadium. Sometimes they perform at the Amphitheater at Somerville. We get the biggest names in entertainment come here. Absolutely. Well, what I'm talking about, we didn't get Beyonce. We don't get um, we don't get uh, her husband. We don't get the, the upper echelon. Well, because why would they perform in Milwaukee when they can make get more bang for their buck in Chicago? So part of why we don't get some of the acts that we think we're entitled to is because we're way too close to Chicago. And if you can well, that's, that's, sell out in Chicago with 50,000 people, you ain't coming to Milwaukee and selling out with 18,000. Well, that's part of the part of the mythology. You know, we we actually um, have better um, facilities and parking and accessibility than Chicago, and we're a lot safer than Chicago these days. But anyway, um, I also wanted to let you know that our Gay Pride Parade gradually did move to the Summerfest grounds over the last twenty years, and it is thriving. It is one of the largest, most celebrated events in the Midwest above Chicago's Gay Pride Parade because of the festival grounds. It makes it very special and unique. So where did you gays used to have your parade? Just at somebody's house? No, we started off over where the gay bars used to mainly be, uh, over there by Lacage. Oh, sure, and over then, Walker's uh, Point area. Walker's Point area, then we started the street festival. Oh. Kind of like um, Juneteenth. Okay. I think Juneteenth would be great at Summerfest grounds. Exactly. Let's do it. I think you we can do safe. it. feel safe. Yep. You got parking. You feel safe. And it just, it just feels, I don't know, it's extra special because it is part of Milwaukee and it's something that we have available. But also, I think our um, Summerfest, I wrote this down, our, our shoreline is 
greatly appreciated. That's the first thing people notice um, because we, it's another thing we kind of take for granted because it's not overly developed, um, which is kind of a blessing. Our shoreline, um, every time people come here, people are amazed at how beautiful and pristine it is. It sure is. And also, and also our art museum and all of the arts in general that our, our MSOE, our orchestra, all of our theaters and the Milwaukee Ballet um, are on a level that are um, celebrated throughout the Midwest and also the East and West Coast all for right. its quality. Yeah. So I just wanted to make sure and let you know that. Thank you. We should be proud. Also, fish fry on Fridays. <laughs> that um, anywhere in Milwaukee where there's a fish fry is a guaranteed good time. It's something that we also kind of take for granted. But it is something special and something about Milwaukee I really like. I don't like catfish. Oh, (laughs) it's disgusting. Well, there's so many other varieties of fish to have that are so good. And, uh, but uh, yeah, I think that we have, we have a lot to um, celebrate here. No, we do. But I was troubled by the fact that when you, when people name the things that make Milwaukee great or what we're known for or why we are famous, very little of it has to do with our diversity, and we are a majority-minority city. But for some reason, that is not named as a top, you know, attraction or amenity of Milwaukee, the diversity that we have. So hopefully, if we elevate our Juneteenth festival to the parade being mm-hmm. downtown and the festival itself being at the Summerfest grounds, we can add that to the repertoire of things that make Milwaukee wonderful, if you believe it's wonderful. Plus, in our Juneteenth day, one of the first, fest, first something, first, uh, the first celebrated festival, something that we um, hold the um, honor of, it was in Milwaukee. It, I think, you know what, I think we might have the first and the oldest Juneteenth day festival. We also have the <laughs> oldest uh, Dr. MLK celebration. Like, we, our MLK Atlanta. celebration we have here was before Atlanta. So we're known for there that, too. Yes, right. We need to toot our own horns up in here. You see what I'm saying? Let's let's toot. <laughs> toot, toot. Toot, toot. Let me hear you toot. Let me hear you toot. There it is. Shut up. Now toot, you're not toot getting it up. dirty. Toot. Now you're getting dirty. No, I'm not. Go, go shine that head. Go shine that head. <laughs> Goodbye, good Corey. Day. Goodbye. <laughs> That's why I got to wear a hat. Or should we give away a chance to win 5Gs? Rhea, what do you think? One call, that's all. One call, that's all. That's right. Now is your chance to be entered to win our one call, that's all $5,000 giveaway. We'll take call number 7 at 833-212-1017. Call number 7. You'll be entered to win $5,000 courtesy of Gruber Law Offices. Remember, if you or a loved one has been injured in an accident, call Gruber Law Offices. One call, that's all. Call number 7. We'll be entered to win $5,000 from our one call, that's all $5,000 giveaway for official contest rules. Visit 1017thetruth.com, 833-212-1017. Call number seven, enter to win $5,000. And The Truth with Sherwin Hughes will be right back. Don't touch that dial. The Truth with Sherwin Hughes will be right back on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You are listening to The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
Tune in to the Tory Lowe Show tomorrow at 2 p.m. as Tory will be joined by Milwaukee County Executive David Crowley. They will discuss his role as county executive and what he is doing for the black community when it comes to affordable housing and oversight on the Milwaukee County Jail. This will be a can't-miss interview. Again, that is Milwaukee County Executive David Crowley on the Tory Lowe Show tomorrow at 2 p.m. on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. And tune into the award-winning 101.7 The Truth's Black History Always Special Show. I didn't know we were having a special. Tomorrow night at 6 o'clock as we celebrate black history, culture, and our influence across the state of Wisconsin. In this show, you'll hear in-depth interviews with Brewers Associate Manager Ricky Weeks, as well as Marquette Head Men's Basketball Coach Shaka Smart. Tori Lowe also narrates an audio essay titled Playing Quarterback While Black, featuring Jeremy White, son of Packers legend Reggie White. Again, that is Black History Always, tomorrow at 6 p.m. on the award-winning 117 Truth. The Truth's Celebration of Black History Month is sponsored by Tayback Law, Educators Credit Union, Freighter, and the Medical College of Wisconsin, and American Family Insurance. What else is there? Nothing. I mean, it's other stuff. Talk about that later. Who won the... Well, didn't win, but... Who uh, was... A different Karen? How many Karens we got? Bunch of Karens. All right. Yeah, that's what her name is. It's not Karen. I should say her real name. Because she calls from work. She, she always be whispering. She be talking real fast. You know what, Sharon? I think we should do is we should get Juneteenth Day and have it, um, have it in Chicago. That's right. If Milwaukee moved to Juneteenth Day to Chicago, and then we could just take off Chicago today, and then we should have another Juneteenth Day, which should be in Lake Michigan. We could just have the water, and we'll be out there on a big old boat, a big boat, but we don't want to get on the boat because it might take us back to Africa. That's how she talks. She talks like that. Let's see. What do we got here from messages? Nick says, ring camera Ken during... Ring camera Ken running the radio show. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that is. Um, Nick Sanders has gone 130 miles an hour. That's too fast. It's very fast. Which actually, that is the fastest that I have traveled. I used to have a convertible, a Chrysler Crossfire Roadster. It was very nice. I went 130 miles an hour in that with the top down. Now recommended to go triple digits in a convertible. It feels like you're getting sucked out of the vehicle. Curtis says, don't justify your racist tendency. Everyone doesn't do it. I drive all day, every day, and I call every bad driver an a-hole. I'm an equal opportunity, buddy. Calling somebody an a-hole, and, and this is the same thing. And I'm not saying I'm a racist person. Am I? No, I don't think so. I love all the people. I just use stereotypes. But what? I'm not allowed to use stereotypes. People can stereotype us all of the time. Rhea, we know what your word is. I can't even fathom using that word. That word, I think, is the wor- it's worse than the N-word. Because the N-word is like a colloquialism. The N-word is a bad word mostly because of context. The context in which you use the N-word can make it very bad. Or if you use the N-word in different contexts, it's really funny. Or it's an excellent rap lyric. Do you know how many words rhyme with the N-word? 
bigger trigger, I figure, jigger, tigger. Rhea, that word hurts my ears. Do y'all know what word Rhea is talking? I'm not even going to say. I'm not going to say what letter it starts with. But I don't need y'all using the N-word. I'm just saying it's got versatility. Right? It can be a term of endearment. It's a lot of, it's a multifaceted word. It's like a diamond. It shines from almost any angle. Brian says the Fonzie, Laverne and Shirley, the Crusher. I don't even know who the Crusher was. That's for people that are old. I guess he was a wrestler and he has a statue in South Milwaukee, but I don't, he's not our culture. Samson, the gorilla. That's, is that our culture? Samson was famous. So I was alive when Samson was alive. Samson was a gorilla that was at the zoo. Whenever you went to the zoo, you went to go see Samson. He was an old man. He was an old gorilla. I think he was born in like the fifties or something. And I remember going to the zoo on school field trips. And you, you say, Oh, look it's Samson. He was just very angry. He's I used to be in the jungle having sex with lady gorillas. Now I'm in a cage for people to look at. That's so mean. And I'm by no means an animal rights activist, but I think that zoos are animal slavery. Why do we take animals out of their natural habitat for us to look at? It's a terrible thing. We don't need zoos. If you want to see animals, go on the Internet. Reggie says Uncle Reggie is going to win that five grand. Good luck. Corey says Sherwin Eastside Corey. Oh, it's you Eastside Corey. I meant to ask you about the DA finding it's really Fanny Fanny Willis scandal regarding her spending cash on exotic cruises and other scandalous shenanigans. I didn't get into that because that seems like it's more gossipy and they're trying to discredit her. I don't care what that woman was doing with that man. You understand it? I don't care. And how does her relationship with the special prosecutor that she hired, that she may or may not have been humping while he was married? What was she married? I don't care. Y'all need to stay out of people's bedrooms. But how does their involvement or their relationship compromise the investigation on Donald Trump stealing an election? I don't care what they was doing. Because here's what's crazy. You know who else did a lot of humping? I shouldn't say this. Y'all want to talk about humping? Kamala Harris has got some humping in her background. She humped a dude, this guy named Jerry Brown, California. He was the leader of the state of something, a very powerful black politician for a very long time. Put had an illicit affair with Kamala Harris for many, many years. And I don't hold that against her. I don't. She did what she had to do. Yeah, he was married. He also financed her first. I think she ran for DA of L.A. She ran for attorney general of California. He helped her. He put her on all sorts of boards and commissions, and she made a whole bunch of money. Kamala Harris did. And then she accumulated more political capital because Jerry Brown helped her out. I don't have I don't care about that. Maybe I'm different. Why y'all always want to be in somebody else's sex scandal? You was getting your own nookie. You wouldn't be worried about somebody else getting a little slice of cake every now and again. Ain't nothing wrong with no cake. So Fonnie Willis was involved with that man. Good. I want people to be happy. 
You know what I mean? Right, Rhea? People that are getting cake are happy. They just they're smiling all the time. You said who's getting cake? Well, apparently the the woman investigating Donald Trump's election interference in Georgia, there's been a a bit of an upheaval or a little uproar or kerfuffle with her involvement with a special prosecutor that she hired. And I guess that they have been going on trips and he was married. Oh, come on, you guys. It's not even a scandal. Chauncey says 130 miles per hour in that Chrysler with the top down. Damn Sherwin Hughes. Maybe that's freaking why you have no hair now. That sugar honey iced tea got blown away in the wind. You know what's crazy? So in the mid-90s, when I first shaved my head, probably in mid-90s, because Michael Jordan made it cool for black men to be bald. So I shaved my head. And I just kept it bald because it was cool. And women will come rub your head. Oh, my God. Let me let me rub your head. I give it a little lick sometimes. I love your bald head. It was, used to be a thing back in the day because it was, you know, it wasn't very common. Oh, my God. Come here. Your head is. I love it. And then Afro started to come back like late 90s, early 2000s. So I said, oh, I'm going to grow me a little mini Afro. But you got to keep it shaped. You know what I mean? But that's when I realized I was starting to go bald. So I was actually losing my hair before I knew I was losing my hair because I just kept my head bald. And then when I tried to grow hair again, I noticed that it was getting a little bit thinner. It's So here's the thing. It's genetic. And here's the thing, fellas. If your hair is going, let it go. Just let that hair go. Don't try to keep a patch of hair. Let it go. Shave that head. Shave. Get rid of that hair. You don't need that hair. So it's so it's genetic. That's the first thing you got to know. But also male pattern baldness is more pronounced and more profound in men that have a lot of testosterone, testosterone, rather. That means we're real men. I got so much testosterone. It scared my hair off my head. It did. I'm, I'm such a man. I have virility. That's right. No, seriously, I'm. I'm very. I'm a man. I got. I'm strong like a man. But I'm a protector and a provider. I'm a, and I got good credit. I got very good credit. My credit score is almost perfect. I know y'all don't believe me. You don't have to. My credit score is like I'm not telling y'all because y'all might try to steal my identity. I got real good credit. All right, let's take a break, shall we? Is that what we're going to do? Have we figured out Juneteenth Day yet? We've agreed, right? Yeah, if Juneteenth Day's parade is going to be downtown, because why shouldn't it be? Black people in this city, I want... Look, can we take more ownership? Because this is our city, too. We pay taxes here. Um, We're not all crime people. We're not all violent felony people. We care about this city. We like it here. We're stuck here. Might as well care about it. We need to elevate our status because... Here's the thing, and I'm not trying to push any kind of agenda on anybody, but we celebrate the diversity of this city because of all the ethnic festivals that we have. And it's wonderful because it's listed on this very long list of things that make Milwaukee famous, but we're not listed as a city known for its diversity. We have a lot of diversity. There's a lot of culture here, and you can see it in the in the food. There's so many different restaurants here. There's so many different cultures you can explore. 
bolstered by the fact that we have ethnic festivals. But for some reason, the African-American culture is looked at differently. Like we're the others. We're not the others. The others are the others. We're the people. We're the salt of the earth people. We make Milwaukee great again. What would Milwaukee be without black people? Probably Polish. It'd be boring, wouldn't it? It would just be a bunch of people walking around playing accordions. Bunch of people that don't know how to dance very good. It, it might be a little safer. A few less cars would get stolen. Um, we probably wouldn't be building the youth prison on 79th and Good Hope. But other than that, we are wonderful additions to the culture and the fabric and the beauty of this city. We're, we're so beautiful. Black people are, are pretty and attractive. We have we have nice butts. I don't have a nice butt, though. I got no ass. Yeah, it's like two fists. And when I run, it goes like this. That's me running fast. So just two, two fists rubbing together. Okay, let's take a break. Come back and talk to the town. You're so those of you that listen to this show or you're hearing it for the first time, it's usually very serious. We talk about very serious things. Like, this is a serious topic. But sometimes we stray. Okay? Provide me a little grace to do so every now and again on The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017 FM. I'll be right back. The Truth with Sherwin Hughes returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. More of The Truth with Sherwin Hughes is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The award-winning 1017 The Truth proudly celebrates black excellence and the most monumental moments in our history. Tune in all month long as we celebrate Black History Month. 1017 The Truth's celebration of Black History Month is sponsored by Tayback Law, Educators Credit Union, Freighters, and the Medical College of Wisconsin, American Family Insurance. So somebody in the YouTube chat said that they're Polish. Because I said if all the black people left Milwaukee, it would just be... Well, the Hispanics would still be here. Carla says, would love for Juneteenth to be downtown where the night market is held in the summer. Ooh, could you imagine if Juneteenth Day was held in front of the Third Street Market Hall on Wisconsin Avenue? Ooh, y'all wouldn't know how to act. It would be a mess. Could we could we do that and not could we not act a fool? Could we have a prominent celebration of who we are, our heritage, our culture, past, present, and future, downtown, in the middle of downtown, and not have it turn into a disaster. Can we have some pride and showcase who we really are, the best of who we are, just for an afternoon? I would love that. Or what if we combine with the night market? There was a George Floyd... March in June of 2020, and it corresponded with the Pride Parade. You guys remember that? And the George Floyd protesters met up with the Pride Parade, and it was a moment of incredible unity. It was beautiful. Maybe we should combine. Maybe because they have a bunch of night markets in the summer. It's once a month, right? How often is a night market? Once a month? I yeah, once a month, maybe we do a 
Black Knight Market. Maybe. Let's talk to the town. Hello, the town. You're on 1017 Truth. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you doing? I can't complain. I can't complain. Uh, I feel like that, um, like, you go to you go to Summerfest, then, um, like, it's all type of BS to be happening at Summerfest. You don't, you don't get the, um, you don't get on the TV or whatnot like that. So I, I be feeling like, I be feeling like if the first thing that we say. Nobody gets shot. To, There's like fights and people get real drunk, but that stuff wouldn't make the news anyway. But, uh, but in not, not in Summerfest, but in big, big situations where it's white people, they get shot too. And it'd be, it'd be making, it'd be making the news. It just seems like with, one time when, when black people make mistakes, it's all it's highlighted and magnified unjustly. But that's 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 you know, that's just the way of the world. But um with the Summerfest, I'm thinking uh, at first I was thinking, well, that's a, that is a good idea. It's a good idea to go to these corporations, particularly the corporations that has been here fifteen, twenty, fifty years, and come up and, and put some money in the pot. Put some money in the pot, you know. I think that's I think that's a real good idea. But at the same token, though, I think we po- probably just need to do it ourselves, you know. And I'm not opposed. I don't to that. know how that looks like. But when you ask black I know, folks, I don't know what that looks like. When you ask us to pony up money, that all of a sudden we don't speak English no more because there have been a number of attempts to get the African American community to fund its own events out of its own pockets. What happens is. The individual people who really have all the money, we just rely on the business community. Let me throw in this little bit of historical tidbit for you. Northwestern Mutual many, many years ago said that they would sponsor our African World Festival the entire weekend. A whole weekend of festivals. The only caveat was they would want their signage all throughout the festival sponsored by Northwestern Mutual. And the the board at the time, the African World Festivals, the, the board we had for our Afrofest said they didn't want it. So instead of us taking the sponsorship from Northwestern Mutual, our festival has been canceled. We got to get over ourselves sometimes because if somebody, one of these corporations, wants to pay for one of our cultural events, and they, they weren't going to change anything. They weren't going to make us have certain acts and they weren't going to make us have certain entertainment. It still would have been our festival. It just would have been sponsored by or brought to you by Northwestern Mutual, and so instead of taking that offer, I got We haven't had a festival in fifteen years. Okay, all right, I, I feel that, and, and you know, I know, I know a couple people. Um, you know, I'm, I'm friends with a couple uh, people on that on that board, their parents or what, not like that. But um, what? So, it, so what do you think that is? That's like some pure ego or something like that? Because if that seems like a small price to pay, just to put your signage up. And then we use your we use your money to um do our um to do our um you know what I'm saying our Afro thing yeah, you know what I'm it's saying pride. so I'll, it's embarrassing I'll, if we can't come up with the money on our own and I get that right, part it is it is because no other festivals are sponsored and, by but, one corporate entity now nobody else Miller nobody. will be there Harley has a say so there is corporate sponsorship of those other festivals, but Northwestern Mutual is like, no, we'll pay for the whole thing, but we want our banners and our logos and our signage all over the festival. And I guess that was a bridge too far for the Afro world board or whatever. I, I think that's cool. I think that's cool. And I got another, um, another thing too. 
uh, right quick, and I was thinking about this. Uh, we got money problems in this city. You know, we need to pay for, um, you know, garbage and police and, 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 and the potholes that still ain't got fixed yet. And um, and we get that money from taxes, correct? Taxes and fees. Some of it comes from the state. Some of it comes from the federal government. Yes, sir. All right. This, well, this is my idea right here. I think we need to open, keep Milwaukee open longer because a lot of this stuff, it closed at nine o'clock. You know, I think I think I think the businesses should be open longer, and I think particularly too because they already make money, and uh, it goes to a point which you were saying before. Milwaukee is known for its beer and its bars. You know, we need to we need to um, change the um, bar, have that go on a little bit longer. You know, because like I don't care if the bar is closed at two o'clock. Or twelve, it's still gonna be some BS around that. That's just, that's just a police job. But if we if we have the, our stuff open longer, have our bars open longer, have, have uh, some of these shops and boutiques open longer, that's, that's that's more money. That's more taxes. We can probably put an extra point point zero something tax to pay for some of this stuff because everything is opening up around here, especially downtown. But the, the rest of the city, it closes down. That's a lot of money that we're leaving on the table, in my opinion. Well, they are going to have bars open until, I think, either 4 or 5 a.m. the week of the Republican National Convention. And we'll see how that goes. I, I actually agree that we should have things. We used to have a bunch of 24-hour stuff, but you have to close it. You can't have a 24-hour Denny's no more. You can't have a 24-hour George Webb no more. Because the lo- it's something about when the clock strikes 3 a.m., that becomes the witching hour in this city. Can't have my fishers that used to be open on on Farwell used to be open twenty four hours. We can't do twenty four hour stuff no more because something happens at three a.m. where just the evil comes out and more violent crime takes place. But maybe we need to revisit it. Who knows? But I gotta go. The yeah, time. the extra money. The extra money. We well, it's going to be extra cost, though, to too, because we're going to need additional security, right? We're going to need additional police overtime. But also, we're going to those businesses are going to have to pay additional staff as well. So keep that in mind. But I got to go now. I got to say goodbye to him and take a break. You are listening to The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on the great, wonderful 101.7 FM. You are listening to the greatest afternoon morning show on planet Jesus. This is the, I need a slogan. This is the greatest radio show in the history of, of the automobile. Nope. This is the greatest radio show in the history of history. And I'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. The Truth with Sherwin Hughes will be right back on 1017 The Truth. The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com. It's The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Brian says the town has a point, shows he's looking for solutions and using his brain. Salute. There is risk with having establishments open later. While, yeah, potentially there could be more revenue, but the costs will also be higher. The social costs will be higher, the police overtime costs. Because you imagine if all bars in the city of Milwaukee were open until 5 a.m.? Good God. 
That's people could could go get drunk until three a.m. and go to another bar and drink for two more hours. I I guess it depends on how much vice we are willing to accept for additional revenue. And if I'm not mistaken, okay, let's explore that. Let's let's use bars as an example because they are natural money makers because bars just have to be located somewhere and be open. They don't even really have to advertise. As long as you have a bar to serve liquor, you're going to get some customers. The taxes that are collected. So there's a federal tax on alcohol. So that's money that goes to the federal government. And then there is a state tax, like an excise tax on alcohol. The city of Milwaukee would not by any means directly benefit financially other than workers who would work later, they're out there, you know, whatever their hourly wages, whatever, and their tips that they would get, they would see a benefit, but the taxes that are paid for alcohol sales, taxes paid on alcohol sales goes to the state. And y'all should know that the city of Milwaukee already generates a tremendous amount of revenue for the state but they don't give that back, not in the share or proportion that they should. So if we do things to increase revenue, like extending bar hours, the additional alcohol taxes that would be collected would go to the state of Wisconsin, and they have zero obligation to return that money to us. As a matter of fact, the more likely story is, let's say we did that. The Common Council passed an ordinance. I think our, our Common Council can do that. They can change bar hours in the city. And they're open longer and more alcohol taxes are being collected. The state legislature, when they get those tax receipts, can give that money that we generate, the additional money that we generate by having our bars open longer to a small Wisconsin town up north. They have zero obligation to give us any of that money. So we just got to be aware of that. I'm not entirely sure what the city of Milwaukee can do. Well, tickets give you like write more tickets like that's Milwaukee revenue, increase fines, increase uh, fees, increase um, parking meters. So a lot of parking meters in this city, they're free after 6 p.m. If we extended parking meters till nine or made them 24 hours, where if you park anywhere on the street in the city of Milwaukee where there's a parking meter, you got to feed that parking meter 24 hours like that would be Milwaukee revenue that the state couldn't touch. But a lot of ideas that we have to get more money to invest in things here in this city come from the federal government. And a lot of times that money has stipulations on it or comes from the state of Wisconsin. And there's going to be stipulations on that as well. But tickets, fees, uh, user fees, I think the. When you get your vehicle registered, and this is relatively new, this is when Willie Hines was Common Council president, we instituted a $20 wheel tax if your vehicle is registered in the city of Milwaukee. That's additional money. I think we use that money to pave the roads and do all the potholes. So we increase fees, citations, and tickets, and if we extend parking meter hours, that would be money that would directly impact and could be invested in the city of Milwaukee. Thank you guys for listening to the best radio show on planet Zarkon. You have a wonderful day and I'll see you next time.